A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 229. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where psychology and business sit down to chat. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, speaker, executive coach, and consultant to entrepreneurs, leadership, and their companies. I believe psychology is the key to adapting and thriving both personally and in business. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for people searching for deeper conversation, deeper insight, and deeper research on psychology and business, where weekly conversations and content spark rare and profound insight, inspiring new awareness, new analysis, and new action. It is my mission to unlock the role of psychology inside every human touchpoint in business, all aimed at simplifying and harnessing psychology principles, skills, and strategies you can learn and apply so you and your business continue to grow and thrive. Grab a proverbial seat and tune in for insightful interviews, scientific research, psychology-based frameworks and reflections, and answers to thought-provoking questions so you can learn and leverage psychology for yourself and your business. Our Story Tuesday conversation is so packed that I just had to share it all with you, which means a double dose of lessons this week. In part one, Justin shared lessons he learned about tenacity, luck, persistence, and patience. We also talked about how to handle when a wrench is thrown into the gears in your business, the importance of clarity in leadership, intention in choosing who you work with, and creating excitement for you and your teams day in and day out. In part two, Justin and I wrap up with another couch round where we dig into defining psychology, quotes to lead by, handling difficult clients, stress, mistakes, failure, and more. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary, without risking burnout. If you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation you can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com coaching. I think it also just comes down to like, what do you want? Right. Mm. Like <laughs> a lot of people think they know what they want, but do they really want it? Like, I think 
being self-aware, like self-awareness is like super important Mm -hmm. Um, and knowing what's going to make you happy. What do you want out of life? Like I want to, you know, make a positive impact on the world. Right. So I have changed the company in a way to where I feel like it is doing that. You know, it is more purpose driven Mm. now more than ever before. And we're working on more purpose driven campaigns than we've ever worked on before. And it's only going to increase. And that's Mm -hmm. what I want. And that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so, and we can still do it with, you know, consumer brands because there's so many amazing consumer brands that also share the same values, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, think of like Tom's shoes or something, right? Like mm-hmm. they give free shoes to children who don't have shoes. So like, mm-hmm. you know, that's a great brand. It's very mission driven. Like more mm-hmm. brands that maybe didn't start off as being mission driven are now realizing that they want to become mission driven. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like in fashion, I hate to say that, but it's mm-hmm. like, it is like more, mm-hmm. I it's, it's almost as if, like the world is waking up, you know, about the fact, and maybe it's millennials too, right? Maybe mm-hmm. like it is a millennial thing that like us millennials, you know, just feel like an internal kind of like desire to make the world better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's interesting. Like, I think like this resonates with a lot of people, especially like that millennial cohort. Yeah. There's a wave and it's been coming. And I know you mentioned that you kind of started this three years ago, which is perhaps the tip or the very beginning of that wave. And we are right now really riding that wave to borrow a California phrase. Totally, totally. And I think it's great. It's a great wave, right? Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) there are some extreme versions of this wave, which gets a little haywire, but I think generally it's, it's moving in the right direction. Awesome. I wish we had more time. We're going to need to jump right into another couch round. And I wanted to kick it off with how big a role has psychology and your mindset played for you as an entrepreneur and as a leader? Yeah. Well, psychology, right? I feel like it really is just like how people think, right? It's it's like, how will people react, right? To certain inputs. Psychology is, you know, like economics, right, is very much a psychological kind of discipline, right? Because you're trying to predict how people will act given certain scenarios, right? Mm -hmm. Like if price goes up, you know, people, will they sell? Will they buy? Like Mm -hmm. there's so much psychology in that, you know, it's, it's really like how people think and better understanding that and influencer marketing, you know, goes hand in hand with that. Mm. And I'm sure you being a psychologist, that you'll have a much better definition of what (laughs) psychology is. So I'd love to hear your definition because maybe that can help get this uh, explanation back on the rails. Um, Mm. Yeah. So in context or in the way that you're talking about it, one thought I have is it's about how we think, react and behave. I think there's a lot, there are many, many layers that go much deeper into that, in that the thoughts, the reactions, and the behaviors we do are often built on a bank of past experience as far back as, you know, childhood and birth. And I know psychologists, we get this like big rap for always being obsessed with people's parents and their childhood. I don't think it ends at that point because we're constantly accumulating experiences and we're learning from those experiences. And psychology is about, how we as organisms, as humans, as brains, how we respond, adapt, and how we change and how we learn to 
behave or act and think and kind of construct and be in our world to build really to meet our needs and the needs of people that we care about, the needs of people around us that we deeply care about. And there's a lot, I mean, that goes into that. There's collaboration, there's community, there's, and there are so many layers. If we want to kind of be a little bit reductionist, it's, it's about how we think, react or respond and behave. And yes, it's to inputs. I think there's a lot underneath that. There's a very deep iceberg underneath that and a lot of history and background and a lot of learning that happens through experience. And that doesn't stop in childhood. It just happens in a very big way in childhood. Yeah. You know, I have a, uh, I'm a big quote guy. So I have like mm-hmm. quotes, like I have a file cabinet and, mm-hmm. and do you know, there's like little printers like that you can like type in like a labeler mm-hmm. and, and it'll like print out like little labels. Well, like I do that with quotes and then mm-hmm. I just like put them everywhere. And like, I have a file cabinet with like all these quotes. Mm-hmm. One of them is like, everyone is a child. Right. Mm-hmm. So like whenever I have like a difficult conversation with someone, I just like pretend that they are a kid. Mm. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is just a child that I'm mm. talking to. Right. Like it's just an innocent person. They mean well that, you know, maybe they'll have a tantrum or whatever. Like, I don't know, whatever's going on there. I don't know. But like when I do that, like I find myself, you know, like not, I don't get mad at them. Right. Mm-hmm. If I think that they're a child, I have more sympathy. I approach them more gently. Mm. And I think that that's just a tool. I don't know. I randomly thought of that when you were mentioning Mm -hmm. like, Oh, it's like all of, you know, psychology includes like all of your experiences, like all the way back to like being a child. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think during difficult situations, sometimes people revert back, right. Mm. To feeling like that child that Mm. maybe was picked on or Mm. maybe, you know, like had a bad day and they can't get it out of their head or it's like subconscious thing going on. Right. Mm. So I think like for me, when I approach, difficult people, you know, throughout life, I pretend that they're a child and that, Mm. you know, they must be going through something. It usually helps the situation. Mm -hmm. It sounds like you do that, not just in a judgmental or derogatory way, but in a way of saying, look, here's somebody who's reacting to something, who's going through something or who's struggling with something. And let me approach them in a way that views them as innocent and just trying to do their best and trying to figure their way through it or struggling their way through it. And maybe struggling with something that they had previously. One interpretation that I have, this is a way I think that I find is helpful, is that we, in times of stress or in times where there's something that's coming at us, what we do is we draw on our previous experiences to try to respond and respond in ways to be able to understand, to kind of wrap our head around what's going on right now, and then to respond. And that means that sometimes something is going to remind us or kind of bring us back to where it's going to be similar or familiar to something that happened when we were younger or earlier. And that can be a year ago, or it can be two decades ago or more. And we may react as if we're in that position or as if the current situation is more like that than it really is, which doesn't mean that it's Mm -hmm. helpful. It is, however, the way I think about and understand it in that it's not just that somebody's acting like or being a child, it's that they're doing what our brains have learned to do, which is to rely on past experience to try to help us navigate our current environment, even if or when sometimes it isn't a perfect match, which can create a mismatch in our response in the present. All that being said, yeah. I wanted to shift over to our next question, unless you had a, a thought you wanted to jump in with. Well, I it's just like, it's kind of like a mind versus like a psychological hack, right? Mm-hmm. To pretend someone is, you know, something that they're not for the purpose of 
improving a scenario or a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like what does Tony Robbins call it? It's like neural language processing or something like where or neural language programming. Have you, are you familiar with that? If you're referring to neuro linguistic programming, neuro linguistic programming. A, yeah, it's a different field and direction. Yeah. Yeah, but like that kind of is a a type of that, right? Like, cause you're kind of like reprogramming, like you're mindfully reprogramming the way that you're thinking in order to achieve a better result, right? It's kind of like you change your mind in a way. Mm -hmm. It's shifting your perception by using language as a way of, I'll say it this way, anchoring yourself in a different circumstance. Right. Exactly. It's like you're, you're hacking your brain in a way. Mm. Uh, or recalibrating it. Mm. Um, yeah. And I, I find myself doing that in many different ways. And I, and mm. I think it's very helpful. It's a helpful mm. tool. Yeah. All right. Jumping into our next question. Looking back, how often do challenges for you and your business include an element of mindset or psychology? So, I mean, I, I think that whether people like it or not, when they encounter a problem or a challenge, right, there's going to be a mindset that that person has, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's a good mindset or a bad mindset, that's another thing. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, everyone has a mindset of mm-hmm. some sort. So mindset, I really like the idea of like a growth mindset personally, mm-hmm. right? Where like I can change and mm-hmm. grow and become a better person. Like the harder I work, the better I get, right? Like mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, oh, I can't do this thing. I'm not smart enough or Mm -hmm. I can't figure this out. Like, Mm -hmm. no, like you can, it's just, you just got to work at it. You just got to like, you might have to work harder than other people, but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of really successful people who might not be as smart, but they worked so hard, right. To get to where they want to be, to where they're more successful than people that might be smarter than them. Mm. Right. So I really do think that you know we have the power to change our destiny and that intelligence really it sometimes can hurt you because if you just think oh i'm so smart i can i don't need to put forth an effort because i am so smart then when you hit a challenge or a bump in the road then you're going to be discouraged because mm-hmm. then you're going to think oh i'm not smart enough because i couldn't solve this problem i give up mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't build resilience in that case mm-hmm you know, like a lot of homeless people are, you know, have very high IQs, Hmm. but they weren't able to move forward in life. Maybe they grew up in a wealthy family and they ended up just, you know, maybe Hmm. they're on drugs or something like that, which is unfortunate. And that, I mean, maybe this isn't the best example, but there, there are a lot of people that are really, really smart. They just like are maybe lazy and and they, they never Hmm. built the skills to push themselves, to be tenacious, to really like become something of themselves through hard work and effort. A lot of people get lucky though. And, you know, I, I don't know, it's, I, I'm kind of rambling here, but um, it sounds like it's in a way it's kind of complex and complicated. And what I'm hearing kind of a little bit in between the lines is you're pointing out that just having intelligence doesn't necessarily set you up for success. And that being aware of the mindset or what it is, how it is that you're approaching something can really have an effect and how much an effect mindset and you know coming back to it psychology has on the application of skills or intelligence on 
you know, being able to create success or capitalize on opportunities versus squandering those opportunities. And of course, there are people who don't necessarily have as many opportunities, and that's yet another piece of it. And some people are not aspirational, right? Mm -hmm. Like some people are happy with a simple life. You know, maybe they want to be a farmer. I want to like move to Costa Rica and own an acre of land and raise cow and just Mm -hmm. chill. And that's fine. You know, so everyone is different. I think like just being self-aware and knowing what you want, right. And optimizing for like, you know, your wants and happiness. And I mean, start there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next question. What is the difference between a mistake and failure? Well, failure is, you know, like the, I would say that you intend to do something and it doesn't work. I would say that you failed. A mistake is you tried to do something, but you know, like that's actually a good question because like a failure is kind of like a mistake, right? Mm. You didn't mean to fail. You didn't Mm -hmm. mean to mess up. Right. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of synonymous in my Mm. mind. You know, I think that failure is okay, provided that you don't make the same mistakes again, Mm -hmm. when you try again, a mistake, I think has less weight than failure. Like that Mm. word in general, I think like a mistake is a little lighter Mm. than, you know, failure. Like Mm -hmm. it's failure is like a much bigger word. It's like, Mm. oh no, I failed. Like if you dropped like the pudding mix, right. You would say that was a mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, You would, you wouldn't say I failed at the pudding. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe the pudding was great. You know, maybe you were rocking it out and this is going to be the best pudding in the world. You just made a mistake and dropped it. You're going to have to do Mm -hmm. it again. You didn't fail necessarily, Mm -hmm. right? Because you might get, it's kind of like a battle versus a war, right? Sounds like failure is an outcome and a mistake is along the way, part of the process doesn't go as planned or wanted or as desired. Yeah. And like failure involves many mistakes, Mm. right? Like maybe it's, uh, you know, failure is like a project, right? That you, and whereas like a mistake is more applicable to like an action within that project. Cause I view a project being like two or three or more actions. Right. Mm -hmm. So you don't like, you know, fail at running a company and call it a mistake, but you could fail at running a meeting at the company, you know, like, Oh, I fucked up the, uh, excuse my French, the PowerPoint. That was a mistake. Maybe you could call it a failure too. I think they can be very interchangeable, but Mm. failure is a much broader, bigger thing. Yeah, got it. Next, what's one thing you wish you knew when you were getting started? Yeah, I wish I knew to buy lots of Bitcoin. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Like... Like maybe maybe I would have brought on like different partners, um, mm. like in the beginning to help us scale faster or something like that. You know, I guess in hindsight, right? Like, there's always like so many changes. Um, mm-hmm. Like anything that you do could have been better if you could have gone back and told your previous self mm-hmm. all the mistakes you made mm. or all the failures you've had. Um, I'm also hearing that you've learned from them, and it's not something that you begrudge or feel regretful about. It's something that has been really instrumental in getting to where you are today. Yeah, it's kind of like if someone's been wiping your ass all throughout your life, and you never learn how to wipe your ass, and then hmm. you're a grown up, and you suddenly are alone, and now you need to wipe your butt, and hmm. you know, like you can't do it. 
people that's you know you kind of like wish you had learned how to wipe your butt yeah Yeah. through all those years like i mean this is like a very basic example but yeah like it's Mm -hmm. the learning from the mistakes Mm. is a character builder Mm -hmm. right um and it builds skills that you wouldn't have otherwise had and it sets you up to be more resilient uh, in the face of setbacks Mm -hmm. so i think that yeah i mean unless it's something catastrophic right usually uh you know you kind of want to make those mistakes yeah all right next question what's one thing that's coming up for you or markerly that you're working on or really excited about well we're working on a a new technology platform so i'm excited about that Mm -hmm. that's gonna be fun we're always working on a ton of really fun campaigns Mm -hmm. um, so that's always fun like awesome. never a dull moment there. Yeah. And I've, you know, we've just got like a really amazing team. Like I think like the mm-hmm. best team we've ever had. So that's like just really amazing. Like I just love the mm-hmm. team that we have right now. It's mm-hmm. like, we are on fire. Yeah, absolutely. Last question. What is one question about business or leadership that you would want to ask a psychologist, adaptability expert, executive coach, and business consultant? Yeah. Maybe like, any advice for preventing burnout? Yeah, I, I'd love to just hear your thoughts there. Sure. And just so you know, I will be answering that in the episode that comes out right after this one. Nice. All right. Yeah. So you'll get my answer to it. <laughs> because I asked or you were already going to have an episode about that? No, because you asked. I'm going to be answering your question. Oh, yeah. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Thank you again. Thank you so, so much for giving us and giving me and and talking about your success and then diving into some of your hard-learned, hard-earned wisdom. You know, I think it's rare and powerful to learn from the challenges as well as the achievements and success. As you said, we so often hear only about the success and we hear about sometimes almost as just an overnight experience. And so I want to say thank you. Thank you for talking about and sharing a little bit about how and what you learned about luck. The harder you work, the luckier you are, something you mentioned that your dad told you. And also for talking about how sometimes people give up after the first few years. And I know we dug into that a little bit more in terms of how to really understand where you are in that journey and recognizing how sometimes life or sometimes the environment or the kind of marketplace, there are a lot of different things that can throw a wrench in the gears. And we talked a lot about how important it is and how to take that wrench and really use it to help fix or address what needs to be addressed or what needs to be fixed in your business. We also talked about persistence and being tenacious. And you talked about how shifting into and having a mission for your company three years ago really created more energizing and a more motivated and a really much more invested experience for you and your teams who are really thriving right now, as well as attracting the right kind of companies and clients. And we talked a little bit about how that really resonates with the way in which Markerly really helps align companies and their brands with influencers and their communities. And also, thank you for talking about and sharing. You know, we talked a little bit more about influence as being very broad. It's kind of like the grandparent of marketing and of advertising, and how important it is to recognize that when it comes to success, struggle and patience are a very big part of it, and how important it is to really continually kind of look at and get that data and adapt. And you talked about multiple inflection points for you and your business. Thank you so, so much for all of that and more. Really, it's been an incredible conversation. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, Ishai. Great questions. And yeah, it was was great meeting you.
Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 